deserved the horror podcast mostly welcome welcome mostly. and today we have <laughs> a special guest in-house Woo! leah yeah, yeah. welcome Thank welcome you. to the deadlights podcast and what a joy it's been so far <laughs> what a wild ride what a wild ride we just went through but what did we just watch we watched Tokyo Gore Police from 2008, directed by Yoshihiro Nishimura, written by Kenjo Kaji, Maki Mizu, Yoshihiro Nishimura, and J.J. Vallejo. In future Tokyo, a young woman in the privatized police force tracks down her father's killer while battling against mutant rebels known as engineers. Mm-hmm. Wow. First of all, I'm sorry if I butchered those names. Uh, this is a Japanese film, and I don't don't yes. know Japanese, but I try my best. Also, for those that want to see uh, the movie, either be, if you've watched it or not, uh, just like there's some trigger warnings. Definitely okay. trigger warnings, like uh, from the top. From the top, right, right at the top. I mean, we were kind of lightly just talking about this right before we started recording. It's very evident that. Uh, this is like where Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, like these Japanese highly stylized, um, highly like hyper reality, Mm -hmm. um, hyper gore, Mm -hmm. clearly something that they pull a lot of inspiration from. Um, This was like even more extreme than any, Quentin Tarantino or Robert Rodriguez movies I have ever seen. I felt like I got showered with blood. I feel like I right now am covered in blood. Yes. (laughs) Because of the constant cam, like, camera bloodbath that we got. Mm -hmm. Multiple blood showers, spraying everywhere. I mean, the blood budget in this movie must have been insane. Insane. Fire hoses of blood. Yes. (laughs) One thing I will say about this movie, um, awesome practical effects. Uh, uh, yeah. Creative. Yes. Some of the more creative uh, special effects I've ever seen, body horror that I've ever seen. And they set themselves up well because they, the world that we're set in is just about mutants, you know? Mm-hmm. So they can go crazy with these. They have no limits. No limits. No limits. And boy, oh boy. Where there are no limits. Mm-hmm. There was absolutely no limits. <laughs> I just, I keep going back to that one thing. And I'm like, why? Why was there a human chair? <laughs> a human uh, chair. The chair. The living chair. Yeah, that's oh, the wow. only thing that that's I really keep going up. back to. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty. I, that is, I'm fascinated by the um, director also being the special effects person. Like, do you know... I would I would be interested to see sort of where if his career is one or the other mostly like mm. if he's normally a special effects kind of guy but he's like I'm gonna make a movie <laughs> like this is the special effects movie or the the movie for special effects nerds mm-hmm. um, you know like when stuntmen make their own movie and like the question is action or the the action is questionable but like all of the stunts are like super on I feel like this might be <laughs> in yeah that category might be that. For but sure. for yeah for like body horror. Um, it's like if, I mean, it, this felt very Carpenter to me, like I was saying before about like that kind of gore where there's the the camp to it, where it's really just about the props and less about mm. like the realism. Um, and I don't know, it's a, yeah. joy, effect, a joy to watch. You yeah. can tell, obviously, it's fake. It's hyper <laughs> yeah. reality, too. But it's also like incredible. Like yeah. Yeah. The, the only limit that they have are their own imaginations of like. <laughs> And some of the things that they came up with were fucking crazy, but it in like a good way. It just heightened. It kept going. Yeah. And even like, we were like, after that first scene, we were like, wow, okay. Maybe that was like, they opened with the biggest stunt or whatever. No, no, no. It just ramps up, it, ramps yeah. up yeah. all the way till the end. All yeah. the way till the end. And good on them for being able to continually one up themselves. Um, 
because yeah, I mean, obviously this movie just this movie was about the effects and about all of that, uh-huh. but also the style that it was made very um, anime, um, you know, hyper uh, sexualized also, and also uh, the colors were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual directing of the filmmaking I thought was really cool too. Mm-hmm. The camera movements were very jarring and kind of felt like you were flipping through a comic book at some points. Yes. Um, or watching an anime. They really hit that style yeah. on the head, mm-hmm. I felt like. I, I, I noticed it too. Like, aesthetically, it's one of the sort of more beautiful films that I've seen in a while, um, which I was kind of surprised by. I think, just thinking, I don't know, I, I don't uh, typically walk into, like, a gore movie thinking, like, oh, this is going to be very hyper-saturated and beautiful colors and things, and there's something, and this, this movie delivered so Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get into the gore, huh? From the top. Mega drop that some literally wet ass (laughs) pussy. We literally did watch that today. We watched it. We watched it. We start (laughs) off. The credits are like this kind of like dreamy. Like there's pretty shots of flowers. There's like kids playing. The only nice thing. The only nice part of this movie. Um, Balloons. Balloons. The narrator's talking about uh, her father was a policeman, and she always looked up to her father. Mm. Um, He has this, like, salute uh, in this, like, very dreamy kind of world, and then, boom, his head explodes. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Yep, we're there, and it's, like, on the screen. Like, there's blood spatter on the screen. Yes, on the actual lens of the camera, for sure. And then we go to... Future Tokyo, which um, we start with our main character, Ruka. I really enjoy her in this movie. I think that she's a perfect uh, lead, uh, especially in this film. You know, she has that, like, she's a small uh, girl, like, skinny, and, you know, looks like she would be a weakling. But she's got this, like, intensity behind her eyes that is like you know there's like a weight that's that she's holding and carrying around. And then we see her throughout this movie be a freaking badass as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they establish her as the best police officer, the best hunter of the engineers um, in the squad. Yeah, she's like waiting in her police car and there's a engineer. That's what these mutants uh, that are running around Tokyo are called. Um at the top of this like construction site or something that the police are going to go find. And she's like getting herself ready in her car, like mentally or something and just starts cutting herself. And that's a theme that goes on through this movie movie. as well. Mm -hmm. It's like a fad. It's a fad for women instead of like talking about their problems, I guess. It's cute to cut yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's even blades for you to buy to cut yourself. It's just very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very... That is one thread. So I don't know about, like, you know, the PSA... That there's there's these PSAs sort of scattered throughout the movie. And this idea um, of when we see that it's a fad for women, we're being sold that through an actual commercial. But it's, like, not clear who's responsible for the commercials unless it is you know the the tokyo police or whoever um it's i can't tell if that's like a loose thread or or if it's just like what happens when like men try to write about um like women's experiences Mm -hmm. with like fads and body beauty and like you know i don't know um i have a lot of thoughts about the sort of gender dynamics in this film but we can can get there (laughs) and i think too like it's definitely a massive theme that's going that is in this movie because Mm -hmm. we do see I like those PSA slash commercial cutaways that we get throughout the movie because it establishes more and more the world that we're set in. And this world that we're set in is very fucked up. It's... Um, I mean, they're selling samurai swords because, you know, it's like... They're good cutting knives. They're good cutting knives. They're Mm -hmm. selling video games that are about torturing the people that killed your family member. Mm -hmm. And then we have the cutting commercial. Um, This... Future Tokyo is very, very much about pain. You know, it's Mm -hmm. about so much is like pain is the fad now. You know, it's like they're selling it and people are about it. And it's cool to be uh, put yourself through pain. Um, Or to uh, uh, 
like give pain to others too, mm-hmm. either sexually or you know you're murdering them. Yeah. Uh, it's this future Tokyo has uh, put a lot of uh, importance on it, and that's what they're selling. And also through these PSAs, we learn that the police has been privatized. This is a private police that is supposed to be, you know, prevent the uh, the bad guys from taking over. We're, we're going to do better because we're private, you know? Private and summarized. Yeah, there's a tagline that I can't remember what it is, but it's something about, like, privatized police will bring you prosperity. Mm-hmm. Um, so all this violence is going to be, like, good for you. Um, but um, the people that can't insert excerpt pain are the engineers like they're the ultimate uh enemy yes and the engineers are um they pretty much establish in the first couple scenes they uh have been rebuilding their bodies into fierce killing machines they have some sort of um key tumor yeah it's literally a tumor that looks like a key yeah and it is inside of their head or just inside their body somewhere Uh, and the only way to kill an engineer is to cut out that tumor but until then if an engineer gets like stabbed or his arm gets cut off it regrows into a new weapon Mm -hmm. they say their wounds become weapons Mm -hmm. which is this another going back to this idea of using pain you know, using uh, blood and gore as a weapon, weaponizing it, um, which is kind of what the Tokyo government or whoever's in charge is kind of doing. They're merchandising gore mm-hmm. and pain mm-hmm. in some way. Um, Especially towards the end. Yes. Uh... Yes. <laughs> um, so we are here. <laughs> We are here at this beginning scene. I literally, at the beginning, I put excessive. <laughs> excessive. We, uh, the first kind of battle that we get is against uh, this chainsaw guy. Yes. Who is at the top of this building. He's like eating some. His killing. His kill, yeah. And then the police rush up there and. Shoot him like 90 times. He's like spraying out blood everywhere. They shoot off his arm. Yeah. We're like, okay, cool. Yeah, he's going to die. No, he's not dead. And then he grows, his arm grows into a chainsaw. That he can like throw. Yeah, it's like a retractable. Like fucking, (laughs) like Scorpio. Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Get over here. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, and he just destroys those cops that are up there, you know. Again, go see the movie if you want to see what it looks like. I mean, it's fun. (laughs) He's like throwing, like a chainsaw goes into a guy's mouth at one point and like. Cut his head in half. I will say, as someone, as I said before, where I'm like, I'm not typically somebody who goes for gore. And when I hear descriptions like that, normally I'm kind of like, unker, fine. You know, like I think um, Hollywood has a tendency to like try and be like super realistic. And Mm -hmm. it, like, it sounds, what we're describing sounds unappealing. And it, I want to say it sounds exactly like what you're imagining, but it's not. It's even weirder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and even better. It's super, super fake. So that's like the fun of it. Is that nothing is real. Everything is hyper reality. Yeah, yeah. But it is like just gory, just real enough, I think, to give you the the flavor of it without, you know, like it's it's not um like red paint, you know, that's obviously paint. There's nothing like artistically stylized about it like you'd get in like an Argento like Dario Argento movie or something like that it is still like real realistic but it is just mm-hmm. it, it's it's great it's, <laughs> yeah I'm up. so stoked on it yeah. it's it's the blood for me that makes it like sometimes you just couldn't see what yeah. was going on and that was like okay for me I was like okay cool <laughs> like, yeah. All right, great. yeah yeah because there's just showers and showers. sprays and hoses of blood going on it was this it was movie great. was completely red for me it was red <laughs> it was definitely red uh, but then we got our best engineer hunter coming in mm-hmm. and she enters in the most badass way ever she's on the ground in front of the building and shakes a bazooka 
and just hits the ground, like pour, towards the ground, and shoots herself up onto the all building the using the bazooka. The all the way to the top. Great entrance. And then we have a sick battle between uh, sick. sick Ruka and Chainsaw Guy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she ends up with both chainsaws at one point yeah. and just starts cutting him up. Very much like a bush trimmer. Yeah. Like creating <laughs> art. Here's a little ear. Here's an eyeball somehow. Somehow. And then her favorite finishing kill is just a bilateral dissection of their heads, you know. I think it's in like the next scene or so. She goes back to the police headquarters and it's like this really like dark, eerie scene where no one seems to be around. She's getting kind of suspicious of what's going on. It looks like a warehouse. Yeah, it looks like a dirty warehouse. <laughs> yeah. And we see big samurai guy come out of the shadows with his I kept pet. pet. I kept going their dog girl. And yeah. I mean that's not wrong either. It's a girl that doesn't have arms or legs and just crawls around on a chain that he has. Yeah, with like a BDSM kind of vibe Attire. about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got like a yeah, it's like a gas mask yeah. almost kind of apparatus thing. And it's like a really I mean, I thought she was gonna get into another engineer fight mm-hmm. and then nope they flip on the lights happy birthday and then <laughs> she's birthday, like Ruka. this is childhood trauma <laughs> yeah she <laughs> it's like her birthday and also it they're celebrating her first 50 kills yeah. of the engineers but that sends her back into kind of a, a flashback mm-hmm. and we get these kind of flashbacks fed to us throughout the movie um but it's all about her father Mm-hmm. You know, and her always wanting to be like her father. And we're learning more about her father's story uh, as we go on. We learn that he gets, he was killed. Um, and she associates uh, this birthday with one of her birthdays growing up where her father came home with a cake. And then her mom was cutting herself in the background suddenly. Mm-hmm. And she's she was like, cutting, like she was making dinner. Yeah. It looks like. And then all of a sudden she turns around and she's like, why am I like this? And he's like, ah. And we have this like a, this correlation that she has obviously uh, with her cutting uh, associated with her mom, you know. But there's also, I just find it interesting that she's correlating it to that. But then they're selling cutting as like a thing to do mm-hmm. just to everybody. Which is strange because... They don't want you to commit suicide because there's a there's a commercial uh, saying like, don't don't commit suicide. Don't do that. But it's okay for you to cut yourself and hurt yourself, but just don't kill yourself because mm-hmm. we still need you. Well, in and that's super gendered too because it's like the men in that commercial about like it's not good to kill yourself, like don't do it, and then the cutting commercial is like schoolgirls, and I yes. think they it's have those women. cute little like they say like Hawaii, you know, and they've got the. Um, cute little like bear, yeah, like bear animals. characters on their like bo- they're just like box cutters, but they're just like all dolled up. Yeah, and it's like what do they say? It's like oh, it's it's like really cute. The blood tastes better. Yeah, um, you can make cute little patterns. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no, you can't. They want to keep their people like in depression. Yeah, like keep everyone depressed, and then so we can keep oppressing them, mm-hmm. almost. Keep them in this manic depression, which they also, talk about later. Also, if they're if they're causing their them their selves harm, then what the police are doing shouldn't be a shock. Shouldn't mm-hmm. be shocking. Yeah, this... us killing people is should be regular. They're, they're normalizing. Yeah. This hyper violence. Yeah. And I think that's the first time we ever see anybody cut is is Ruka in that first scene. And she's just so, she's just, I'm looking at Leslie's notes and it's like excessive. She keeps cutting. Um, <laughs> and, and it really is excessive, but there's this sort of like, ah, numb to pain, numb to immune to gore. Um, that mm-hmm. is just like right out the gate. She's not cutting herself to fit in with society like a lot of other people are, it seems like in this, she's doing it because she actually has trauma and she's trying to deal with it mm-hmm. in some way. But I think her mom is, I think that I, I see the commercial sort of differently of like people are like, um, cause her mom is very upset that she's cutting herself. 
And, and I don't know, there's, to me, there's something to like, this is the sort of natural trauma response that these women are having is like self mutilation, but then, um, it's sort of like being sold to them as like, no, that's great. That's healthy. That's like chic. Um, and like, isn't really something to be worried about, I guess, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. fine. It's as long fine. as you don't, Oh, look at you. You're so cool. Kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yikes. Oh boy. Uh, but another <laughs> way that she deals with her pain is she goes to a bar, the independent bar, the independent bar, but she doesn't, she doesn't get a drink. She's she on a, patrol. Gets a glass of OJ. Yeah. And this bartender um, owner of the bar is kind of like a, I guess, faux mother figure for her. Mm -hmm. She, like, cares about her. Um, she respects her, too. She mm -hmm. respects her as a police officer. Um, and that's uh, Ruka's big thing through this whole movie, is she wants to be the best police officer, just like her father. Um, and this woman, this uh, the owner of the bar shows her that and shows her tenderness and is concerned about her cutting rather than being like, Oh, you're part of the fad. You know, it's like she mm -hmm. looks at her scars and like touches them at one moment, um, shows her tenderness. Um, she's just kind of that comfort. Mm -hmm. I think the only, pretty much the only comfort that we see Ruka have in this whole movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of nice. And their backstory is like, <laughs> that she's like saved her. They met cause she's Ruka's like crying in an alley and some boys are like picking on her and she's like, get out of here boys and beats them with the daikon radish, yeah. which I think is very cool. Um, but yeah, that we actually like see, cause I think she describes the police chief as raising her like a father, but you're right. This is the, the only time we get to see someone be tender with her is this other female figure. Big thing that goes on though. Um, at the beginning of this movie is we're, we're establishing our main bad guy. Well, what we think is our main bad guy. And, uh, <laughs> he shows like he calls, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's this madam that has these is like a pimp pimp for these sex workers. Mm -hmm. Um, he like gets her in the bathroom and she's like, um, you know, I actually don't do this. She, he like puts like a knife up against oh, like right next so to her disturbing. eye. Yeah. And yeah. she's just trying to sell him other, <laughs> other girls. Yeah. <laughs> she has literally like a booklet of like girls yeah. and they're like their little pictures. And it's all like cute with like little like hearts and flowers and stuff. Do you want oh. one that you can cause pain to? Do you yeah. want, I have, we have plenty of girls that'll do this and he does not want that. What he wants to do is stick her with a bunch of straws, metal <laughs> yeah. straws, essentially. He puts him all in massive metal straws, puts them in her face, too, in, in her, her mouth. mouth, and attaches these, like, baby bottles. And starts yeah. filling up these bottles of all of her blood. And he doesn't take them. No, he leaves them. He leaves them there, like a circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the police to find. And, like, her clothes, like, very nicely, like, set up next to it. Her, like, body in a box. Yeah. Yep. Her body's chopped into a little box. But and her clothes are neatly folded. Yes. And no Which, blood on them, somehow. Somehow. No blood on her clothes. Pretty no. pretty impressive, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the police find this, and the reason that they're uh, kind of so taken aback is they say that engineers would never do this. They don't think about evidence. They don't think about, like setting things up for the police to find they're just killers um and they just kill 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 so they're kind of like this is a different kind of engineer like he actually cares about he's like toying with us he's like teasing us mm -hmm. um and so uh now ruka's like main goal is to try to find this guy well, and then next she is on an empty train and this is when we meet our bad guy for the first mm -hmm. time he's yes. like a sitting he's sitting across from her he just goes here just like very wearing ring. all black it's professor snape yeah professor outfit. snape yeah it's professor snape outfit <laughs> he's got these like keys key yeah he's like key yeah. uh like burns or cuts yeah. in his face yeah they go from like the bottom of his eye and then they curve Kind of forming like a penis, like a going penis. up to his double mouth. penis into his mouth. Uh, 
Yeah, I wonder sometimes, like, watching this, if it was not supposed to be a key-shaped tumor, but it was like, and it's a dick-shaped tumor, and the producers were like, we have to draw the line somewhere? Like, maybe it's a key. There's, I don't know. It's like, don't you have enough penises in this movie? Yeah. Can we change it to key? We need, a, we need a more poignant penetration metaphor, so we'll go with a key. <laughs> yeah. 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 And she um, starts to pursue him, and she finds another box of a human that he's clearly drained and cut up. And then she follows him into a warehouse. And this is where we get our first kind of boss battle with this guy. Um, and she cuts him like across the face with her samurai sword. Not enough though. It was literally very superficial. Yeah, like, and then he was like, I'll do the job for you. Ah! <laughs> like, grabs his scalp and starts pulling it. And pulls off the top of his head and underneath <laughs> his big brain. And then he's got his long, like, gun eyes. Like, two gun barrels just coming out of his eyes. It's ridiculous. That he shoots, like, brain bullets Brain out bullets. Of. But they're <laughs> also, like, flying stars because they pin her to, like, the yeah. wall or whatever. So it's not quite sure what kind of, yeah, material. That is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, she gets pinned to the wall. And he takes out. The little key tumor. And then her arm is like against the wall and a little keyhole appears and he opens up her arm and just the skin just opens up completely like that. And it's kind of implied that he put his key tumor inside of her. Penetration. 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 Yeah. And I mutated you. Yeah, after that, she's definitely concerned. You can tell because they the police continue to talk about we got to kill all the engineers we got to hunt them down and she's like, yeah, so totally yeah. find them, mm-hmm. totally not not me I'm not I'm totally fine I'm so I'm, fine I feel great after that she <laughs> yeah. doesn't cut herself I think that's mm. what kind of like you're right yeah because it's also on her cutting arm yes mm-hmm. yeah oh that's interesting I didn't even yeah that yeah. makes sense um but she kind of just like ignores it a little bit. She's kind of like, mm, we're just not going to mention this. We're just going to keep looking for the bad guy. Yeah. Well, and also, too, I think that that moment, now she has higher stakes to find this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I got to find this this brain dude so he can maybe fix me, get the get the key out mm-hmm. of me so I am not an engineer. Um, so that kind of raises the stakes for her character and for her journey. Well, luckily... <laughs> <laughs> the police have this amazing technology because now they found the half head of Brain Guy, oh, and they Lord. take the top half of his head and they're like going through the database of like matching the bottom <laughs> half, uh, and just like morphing the faces. Yeah, uh, and they find a match. They they do find a match. Forehead to cheek match. <laughs> yes, we got him. We found him, and I can't remember his name, but he was a scientist that um, committed suicide when he was 24. He's a scientist for... what I'm pretty sure it was, um, like, whatever company that he worked for is, like, closed at this point for some Mm -hmm. unknown reasons. Um, And uh, Ruka starts to go to the locations to try to figure out who this guy is, try Mm -hmm. to figure out some sort of connection that she can find. Um, And what she eventually does find is... uh, his office and then one of the subjects that he worked on because they were doing genetic experiments and he finds like the file of her name is Haruka so very similar to Ruka's name Mm -hmm. and find does she find no she doesn't find where she is she just finds out about her yeah Yeah. she had she was one she was a person that was experimented on and she has what we never saw were lol biting boobs biting boobs like (laughs) yeah that's all there is i was like gonna (laughs) try and expand on it i was like no she just has no that's it scars on her boobs where there are now teeth yes god damn it boobs i wish we never saw them in action no damn we saw a lot of other biting things but never her boobs never her boobs which i thought was good writing though because i i called it while yeah, we were watching that scene i was like what if it's not her boobs yep yeah 
We wanted to see the biting boobs, but they never yeah. gave it to us. You gave us plenty of other stuff, though, so fair. Yeah, great fair. we're about to get there. We're about to get there. Yeah, so she's on the hunt for uh, brain guy and boob girl. <sighs> Jesus. And um, We get this separate scene. Yes. It's like this uh, one of the other cops that is also at the police, and he's like... Mm. He's looking for speed. Like, he's talking about, man, if I only had some speed right now. I'm tired. <laughs> he's bored. He's tired. Yeah. And I guess he's off his shift because he goes to... I thought Pink it was... bar. Yeah. I, I thought it was an engineer bar. But, um, yeah, so it's like underground, super A kinky... engineer bar. Yeah. Engineer bar that is also a brothel, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he goes in there, a lot of BDSM outfits, all that kind of stuff. And then they reveal the different girls that you can have. Engineer girls. Engineer girls. And one of them is the biting boob girl. One of them is a no, a, a penis nose. Penis nose. Yes. With, um, uh, with like fucking tentacle she's little. An, an eyeball in her mouth. She has an eyeball in her mouth. Yeah. It's, she doesn't have an eyeball, but then there's an eyeball in her mouth. Look, yeah. Look at this trick. Um, I see you. And uh, then there's Snail Girl. Snail Girl. Snail Girl. <laughs> Snail Girl got bought first over the penis nose. Yeah. Which I'm, I, I'm Ooh, I so sorry, but like, I'm a little surprised. Like, what is it about the snail? I'm not. I don't know. People are freaks. Her literally, <laughs> literally, her eyes. Are like in tombs to make it look like she has her eyeballs yep. like a snail. Mm-hmm. And she has little like like shell oh, nipples. Sh- yeah. 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 And then is. an actual fucking shell on her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the crowning jewel that everyone loved was the living chair. Yeah. It was literally a chair. It was a chair. Was a, it's hard to describe. It really is hard to describe. Okay, I'll Other try. than a living chair. I'll try my best. Here we go. There's, So it's a human that was turned into a chair, has the legs of a person, no head. Um, it's, a, it's a female because uh, oh, the, the legs are open oh, because, you know, one leg is one leg. The other is another leg of the chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In between... We see a f- uh, a lily, uh, which is her vagina, and then we're all like, "Holy shit! Wow!" We're That's like absorbing crazy. this. We're absorbing the fact that it is a human chair, and you can see that it is breathing. It's and everybody's creepy. like, "Yeah, whoa, whoa! This must be like the new design the that they new just got." Engineer, something. wow, bis. And it pays over everyone. Everybody gets some. Yeah. Woo! And Chair everybody's piece. like, yeah, wow. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah. So Amazing. Because they were like, what is it going to do? What is its, what, what is its uh, little kink to it? And it just pisses on you. And the golden showers. But our police dude, our board police dude, picks boob girl. He's like, I want to get with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go to the back room. Like... Worst looking dentist chair you could ever imagine in this room. And he's strapped into it, too. I just don't know what you expected was going to happen. She's also wearing, like, a samurai type of, like, underwear that is, like, decorated and Mm -hmm. just as, like, traditional kind of fabric. And, you know, she starts going down on him. Um, and we thought boob, boob mouth was going to come out and do the job, but no, she just bites off his dick with mouth, with the mouth, mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like they've led me there. I was thinking this is going to be a little, um, you know, uh, I wasn't going to say gory, but what's the word? Anyway, graphic, graphic, but we're here. What I thought was going to happen was that one of the boobs was going to open up and then that was going to perform oral. Yeah. But this is what I like so much about this movie is that it's never that predictable. Oddly. No, like, not it's at like, all. It's like, it's too on the nose even for this. They're like, then we got to give you something even worse. Penis nose. Which yeah. is also, I think like, nose. like, you know, thinking of, what was that movie? Teeth? Yeah. 
where it's sort of just like this, this, uh, I'm just thinking of like, um, I'm, I'm not a man, so I don't know the perspective of men, but like a man writing a movie about like, what's the worst thing that can happen in like a sex scenario. And it's like losing my dick and that, um, she bit it off or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And it's like, it's that simple. It's like not even anything like horrific, like, um, mutinesque happens. It's just purely that like a woman has exerted her power over him, uh, mm-hmm. in like the most traumatic way possible for him. Yep. And just with her mouth mouth. Just with her mouth with mouth. With her mouth mouth. No yeah. special tools, no special genetic engineering. No. Nope. Just what God gave her. Her yeah. mouth mouth. Mm-hmm. That makes it scarier. And then the bad guy's there. The bad guy's there and he's... Fucking bullet eye. <laughs> brain, brain. Brain bullet head. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he wants to turn this guy into an engineer. He wants to turn this cop into an engineer. Um, but luckily, before he finishes doing that he gets out of his restraint and takes out his uzi which by the way he's had an uzi in his belt this he didn't whole have that time walking in. he did not he just he, <laughs> he didn't he did have it like while she was performing but before he breaks away he's getting drilled yeah and it's like very sexual too yeah like, he's just going he's getting oh drilled and <laughs> his ankle his ankle oh and it's just like it's oh, grinding yeah. it up. Yeah, meat grinders, his ankle. Like, yeah, he's just going back and forth. Like, and there, and it's the funniest, like, like screams. I uh, yeah. whoa, whoa, <laughs> it's funny. Barely pain. It didn't really sound like pain. It more just sounded like surprise screams. I, it sounded like I was playing Super Mario Kart. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi just like twirling around. Oh man. But he does break out of his restraint, grabs his Uzi from his belt, and then just cuts biting boob girl in half. Just and she just I guess brain guys just standing there, just like Yeah, what the fuck? Did he leave? Like, we don't see him again. Did he get kicked down? He's recovering or something. I don't. He's just literally cleaning his drill. Yeah, he's like, let this play out. Yeah, and she gets cut in half, and cop tries to crawl away. But remember, thing with the mutant, with the engineers, wounds are weapons. Mm -hmm. So her um, cut in half grows into fucking alligator mouth. Mm-hmm. Alligator. <laughs> yep. Her alligator. bottom half has just been replete, replaced by a big set of teeth. And she comes at him. She comes at him, starts, bites off his arm, bites leg. on his leg. Um, she's just thrashing him around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, honestly, the way that he puts her down is pretty fucking cool. Because the arm that he was holding the Uzi gets bit off. And then he ends up picking that back up and kind of like sticks it, it in, sticks it in her pussy mouth. I guess I don't know what else to a- call a- that. Alligator. Alligator mouth. Her lower mouth. Her lower mouth. <laughs> now she has four. <laughs> yeah, there's so many mouths on this girl. Um, and there's this like little tendon that's like poking out the end of his arm. He's like, take this. Pulls the tendon, which. Pulls his trigger finger, gets her down, done. Mm-hmm. But brain guy comes back, and True. he opens, he open, he takes out his little key tumor and mm-hmm. opens him up. You're an engineer, brother. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Welcome guy. to the club. Welcome to the club. Um, and I mean, what he wanted him to do was go back to the police headquarters and just lay waste to yeah. all the police that he could. Mm-hmm. Which he does, and his engineer status is elephantitis of the penis. Oh, like, yeah. My God, huge. Like, there's an elephant sound effects when, sound effect when they show it. <laughs> he literally it's got that, that kind of look to it. It's yeah. a little animatronic, too. Yeah. Um, and the shape of it, like at the end, too. It wasn't even kind of like, it didn't even have a head. It literally was just like a little. Like an like elephant. A, yeah, like a trunk. I called it a snout, like a pig snout, but no, I see the elephant now. Mm-hmm. For sure. And the 
actor himself, as he's like walking, he literally was just like having to waddle because Swinging this thing is so huge. And it shoots things. Yeah, it does. What I'm thinking too, when we meet him, when he's walking to the kink bar, he's got that very kind of like old school oh, porn swagger, swagger yeah. that like you want it to be that like walk up, walk up, you know. And he's got kind of <laughs> bell bottoms, and he like grabs his junk and like rearranges it. And you're like, oh, this guy. And then this is who he becomes. He yep. becomes just a giant penis. Yes. That makes sense. Yep. Loves he's got it. the giant penis. He's got a samurai sword instead of his arm. And he just starts destroying all these guys. Um, and that sends the police chief into like a tirade. He's like, we are, we have to kill all these engineers. Even if someone looks suspicious, like they're an engineer, mm-hmm. kill them. Literally, they just kill everybody. everybody. They kill the whole... They don't care. Uh, like, everybody that lives in town. hmm And, yeah, there's this, like, whole montage of them just laying waste to anyone walking down the street, mm-hmm. it seems like. You don't... You don't have to really have shown any suspicion, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a long montage of, like, the police just going out. They're... Torturing e- and... Execution style, bags over their heads... Mm-hmm. They've got their, they're driving around with their swords out the the side of their car and they're just cutting people in half. Mm-hmm. And they're laughing. They're laughing. Mm-hmm. They're having fun. They're being pigs about it. Mm-hmm. They're just absolutely indulging in everything. Yeah. Just looting, pillaging. There's the, the the cop that like throws a woman in the van and then he like takes her wallet out of her purse. Like mm-hmm. and just like, oh great, you know. Yeah. Why? It, and the whole time Ruka is like going off of this list, kind of like looking for bullet eyeball man. Uh, and like she's going through every every single thing. And I'm like, every girl, location. everybody that you love and care for are dying. Yeah, literally, well, everyone. The is people dying. you swore to protect are being killed by the people that you are associated with. Yeah. And employed by. Yeah. And then and she, raised by. And she mm-hmm. finds the bullet brain guy. Um, he has locks all over the door frame. I actually love that look. She literally that just so like cool. lightly touches one and they all open up. Because she has a key. She's got the key inside of her. She has a key inside of her. And yeah, it's kind of this little meetup uh, with Brain Bullet Guy and Ruka. <laughs> and he pretty much just lays out uh, bad guy exposition. And, but in a yeah. very, like, comic way. Yes, literally comic booky. It was way. so funny. Yeah, he has these, like, I mean, little pictures and he's like, it's like a slideshow. Yeah. That he's, like, telling the story... <laughs> With all these little pictures, and they're like, some are like poorly drawn, mm-hmm. very kiddish, very childlike, but yes. with yeah. actually him photoshopped <laughs> in, yeah, it's like an actual photo the top of, him. of Mount Fuji, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, he tells this the story essentially. Uh, his father was a hitman, and one of the best hitmen in the world, hired for all these high profile cases. And uh, he got injured one day. And after he was injured, he was kind of thrown to the side by the people that um, hired him. And um, then there's this one last hit that they want to to hire him for. And we eventually learned that the hit was of Ruka's father. That's who killed uh, killed him. Um, and it was because he was against privatizing the police. Mm-hmm. This is when we learned that her father did not want the police to become privatized. Um, and whoever hired him wanted him dead for that. Mm-hmm. Um, he then continues to talk about how he grew up. He was kind of this genius, this engineering genius, the scientist mind. And he was studying genetics um, in his company, specifically serial killers and murderers genetics and like using them for something i don't really know yeah was he just trying to just be like how do they what makes them tick or like that's, that's it just starts yeah. kind of innocently of just like we want to 
Well, I guess if his dad is a cop and he's like got this interest in like what makes people violent, I don't know. Let's mm-hmm. find out. It was because... almost like using it, their murderous uh, powers for good. Mm-hmm. How can we use what makes them tick to our advantage in some way? Because one of the one of the commercials or the uh, propagandas uh, for the police was that they were showing murdering a serial killer. And then later it says that he had murdered 15 uh, kindergartners. Mm -hmm. And they were like, see, we're good guys. We kill the bad guys, Mm -hmm. the serial killers. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. And, but I don't remember really what prompted him to do this, but he eventually just drinks or injects the serial killer. Well, because it's when his father dies, right? Oh. It makes him go lose it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go for revenge yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go on like a murderous revenge spree. Maria Gonzalez right. is one of the ones. That... Yeah. Ed Guy, Maria Gonzalez. And then Gonzalez, Joan Jonas. Jim... James no, Jones, James Maria Jones. Gonzalez. Oh, Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Who's Jim Jones? I the, can't remember. Uh, the... Uh, I can't remember the name of his church, but he's the one that went down to Guam with a bunch of people and they all drank the Kool-Aid. Oh. Jim Jones. Oh. Uh, Jim Jones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, God, what's it called? Whatever. I'll remember it later. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, that, that had the actress. Was she, that? Yeah. Oh, shit. No, uh, jo- Jonestown Massacre. Jonestown Massacre. Yeah, yeah. That's it. In South Africa, right. But yeah, no, I'm just thinking, I'm like, we got... We got Charles Manson, who's uh, a dude who's, like, trying to... I just want to dissect this for a second. Cool. About, like, Charles Manson, who's the, like, cult leader who gets women to follow him and do whatever he wants or whatever. And then the women do all of his killing for him. We have Jim Jones, who creates a cult and has everybody do whatever he wants. Ed Gein, who cuts people up and uses their skin... Who, like, engineers things out of human bodies. And I don't know who Maria Gonzalez is, but yeah. I can't wait to look her up and find out what her connection is to this. Mm-hmm. And then ends up killing himself. He ends up jumping off the the roof because he wasn't thinking straight, I think is what he says. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up at the door of hell or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he's knocking on the door of hell and this little devil comes out. Sleepy little devil. Yeah, he's like, oh, what? What do you want? <laughs> And gives, he's the one that gives him the tumor key for the first time. He wakes up and he's alive still. And um, then he starts studying the tumor key and he realizes the power of the tumor key and how he can use it. Um, And then um, it's revealed that the police chief, who's the one that's raised Ruka as Mm -hmm. his own, was the one that called the hit out he killed brain bullet guy's father and he killed uh ruka's father because he wanted the police to be privatized um and essentially bullet brain guys like we gotta team up we gotta make this a country of engineers Mm -hmm. and take it take the power back from these police she's like he say it's not revenge it's a revolution Mm -hmm. yes and she's like hmm (laughs) (laughs) just (laughs) Classic, classic move just splits them in two and she's like no but thanks for the information and um, then she's I think off to go confront the chief mm-hmm. in the meantime though the police that have been looting and killing a bunch of people get their hands on the owner of the bar yeah mm-hmm. damn but Miss Independent Woman. But, I mean, before she goes down, she makes some pretty cool kills. She does. She fucking grabs one of her, the biggest fucking sake bottle that she could have ever had. And just... Right mm-hmm. on some guy's face. Just cuts <clears throat> off. That's so awesome. She like is like cutting off his face and then blows through the bottle and his face just falls out of the bottle um but they eventually get her and little little drawn and quartering action between the uh police cars Mm -hmm. yeah and uh unfortunately ruka 
is not fast enough to get there to save her and just witnesses her. She could have, but she didn't stop to fucking breathe. Yeah, she like <laughs> she gets there and she's yeah. like has plenty of time, plenty of time to like cut one of the cords with her samurai sword. Yeah, um, she just watches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, no. Well, she senses she's in trouble because her friend has given her a bracelet and she wears a matching one on her ankle and it like tingles. So she mm-hmm. runs to the scene and then yeah, gets there and, and then it's too late. Bye. She too gives her late. one last look though, like her her friend. She's yeah. like, it's gonna be fine. But one of the cops you mentioned was eating. The other one was drinking. The other two, one of them couldn't fucking see for shit. Like his fucking helmet was like here. Yeah. And like, Way too I don't know what head. he was doing. Yeah, yeah they're um, laughing. They're high fiving. Mm-hmm. They're loving this mm-hmm. moment because she gets split in half. Yeah, four four ways. And mm-hmm. uh bad call. Ruka is PS. Her mm-hmm. her her tumor pulses yeah. from anger. And then she turns into eating. Yeah, she's got a kind of like a smaller version of the alligator legs yeah. on her arm. But now we go into fighting the the, the final bosses. The final bosses. Yeah, the final bosses. She goes back to the headquarters, uh, the police headquarters, and first guy that we run into is the o- o- autopsy guy. He's the one that like yeah dissects these things. He seems to yeah like have the like scientific knowledge of these people, mm-hmm. and he's got a fist gun. Fist gun. Fist gun. Yes. Like a Nerf gun, but like with fists. Yes, this massive gun <laughs> that just. Shoots fists out. Boink. It was so fucking funny. It was so good. I want oh that toy. I do want like a Nerf gun that's like that. That just, just shoots fist. little rubber fists. Huh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like shooting her and he like gets like an open Choke. uh, mm-hmm. choking fist on her neck. And then one grabbing she, one that grabs her uh, her normal arm and she's kind of just stuck there. And then he's preparing his his ultimate move. Ultimate moves, which are shooting the uh, middle fingers to stab her. Yeah, to stab right through her. I can't really. That one hurts. Yeah, it seemed like it would hurt. Um, but luckily, her her <laughs> arm, her yeah. alligator arm, shoots out its long tongue, and the. Middle fingers. <laughs> How do you go and kind of like ricochet around it and just we see it four times. Yeah, in case the first time <laughs> you were like, "What? Wh- that wouldn't work." It's he goes, "No, watch it work. Watch three it. more times." No, it's absolutely genius. Don't worry, this will work. And turns the middle finger back on him, and he's <laughs> the end. That's what he says. Yeah, <laughs> the, the end. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> Because I was too busy thinking that it was like, fuck you. That it's like, oh, you got fucked, dude. You fucked yourself over. One was in his eye. The other ones were just like all over. Mm -hmm. And again with the penetration. I'm penetrating Mm -hmm. going on. Yes. (laughs) So much penetration. And then we meet up with the police chief who's got to, you know, sick his dog on her first. We have his like little pet amputee person mm. that instead of limbs they have knives now yeah. now and they're walking around like kind of stilty on these sur- sharp ass knives and she's like well first of all he flips a switch on the back of her to manic depressive mm-hmm. manic depression and that sends her into like a like bane he, yeah bane like literally gets bigger with poison so, he juices her up. Juices, speed juice. <laughs> Depression juice. <laughs> and she's like, like a spidery kind of uh-huh. moving things, yeah. running on walls and. How you may ask, with her knives? Don't know. She's got some intense. She wasn't core. stabbing them. No. She was literally just like, on them like. Just like this. <laughs> a lot of good balance. Yeah. yeah. A lot of good, good balance. balance. Yeah. A lot of strength. And, uh, yeah, she's kind of flipping all over, but eventually Ruka, uh, disarms her, literally, uh, mm-hmm. cuts off her knives, um, and grabs her. 
and spun her around. There's a, a, like a Titanic moment <laughs> spinning where we yeah. see Ruka's face like, yay. <laughs> and then whoosh, hits her like against a desk, really. And then the chief is like, that was rude. <laughs> I brushed you better. Yeah. I didn't raise you to be rude. Yeah. I'm going to have to kill you for that. We skip to the that he's because he's also uh, abusing this woman too. That like sometime while he's while Ruka's off ad- adventuring and coming to him, that he's in his like at that desk, sort of I don't know, just keeping tabs on. He's watching the whatever, people die or something. Yeah, and uh, he's just being the bad boss or whatever the bad guy, um, and has his um, prisoner perform oral sex on him mm-hmm. with. His reaction being hilarious too, because um, that was when he's like, you know, like yeah, doing he's some kind of crazy. Yeah, so we we also know that it's like he says he cares for this um, this person, but he's keeping her leather bound and um, for his own pleasure. Mm-hmm. He's like, you hurt my baby or whatever. How she, I mean, you can. She has a number. I think it was like six thirty nine. Mm-hmm. So she is one of those engineers that you buy at this like kink engineer place. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he says something to her too about how like, oh, I raised this one, you know, as like my prisoner, but you, I raised with love or whatever. That there's like a weird. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Like you could have been this person, but you have limbs. Yeah. Don't you should feel lucky. Don't be rude. Don't be yeah. rude. Don't be the rude. bad girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, well, I'm going to have to put you down, you know? And there you have become uh, like a devil. Like you're a demon now. You've become one of the engineers, the thing that we're all sworn to kill. And she comes back with, there may be a devil inside of me, but as long as I am myself... I will be the one to protect the citizens. Like she goes mm-hmm. back to this only caring about being a good cop and actually protecting people. Whereas the chief has been revealed as all he wants is power. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hungry for pain and power uh, over people. Um, and then they have their little, little fight and she cuts off his legs, which he then injects himself with speed so much two, speed two speeds two on speeds, his legs and the <laughs> blood starts coming out of him so fast <laughs> that they become like turbo jets and yes. they lift him up and he starts flying around just using his blood jets and it's so the, the like cinematography in these sections is so great too because it was very old school like godzilla where they have or like there's those old samurai films too where like they have somebody who's clearly like on a wire uh-huh. and the it's like the difference between the background and the foreground mm-hmm. or like that, you know, whoever's this, the subject is like almost feels like it's on two different kinds of film mm-hmm. and there's something like very animated about it. And it's very like, I just love this, this just, I don't know, holler back to this, like, um, or this, you know, calling back to that kind of a film in this moment. And he's fully like got the uniform on and stuff and just, yeah. He's it. like flying yeah. around. <sighs> Oh, God. This man has a lot of blood. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. Way more than two liters or whatever so it much is. Blood. Or the yeah. ten bottles that, like, the bullet... Yeah. Not even guy. full bottles? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he's flying around, but eventually she beheads him. Beheaded. Mm-hmm. And Behead. then does a classic dad cop move. Salutes him with her, like, monster her arm. Yes. Um... And then at the end, it's really kind of, well, first of all, we get a cutaway of now the Tokyo army is privatized. So we're like, oh God, here we go. Uh, So it doesn't end, you know, it's not this whole privatization of uh, police and um, violence um, Mm -hmm. is not over yet. And we're kind of left with a final shot of Ruka in her engineer form. And now she's got the dog lady instead With of knives rifles yeah fucking machine guns on mm-hmm. each on um, each limb instead. AK-47 yes. I don't know how, what they are whatever they were they were weapons of war yeah weapons of war and we're kind of left with like now they're teaming up and then at the end it says we'll be back with more gore back with more gore yes. and I don't know if there I don't know if there's a sequel but 
They said that there's going to be more gore, so... Yeah. Yikes. I'm going to look it up. Yikes. Yeah, Yikes. I know. Yeah, I want to look up if there were plans for a sequel or whatever happened with that. Or if it's just a teaser. that It's like, there's always more gore. In fact, it's right outside. Outside your front door. Yeah. <gasps> this movie says something. Oh, no. I think no sequel? No, no sequel. sequel. Oh, well. People didn't want that much more gore. Maybe you just didn't get the budget for it. Yeah, maybe people saw it, they're like, yeah, I'm good. And we're good. Yeah. Or maybe they couldn't think of any more ideas, so they went through a lot of crazy concepts. They, they could have. I think that There's kind so of creativity, many... yeah, they've yeah. got, I, so. I, I want to see what got cut from that, like what's on oh, the cutting room floor of yeah. that film. Oh, Lord, um, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> There's so many, like, furniture, too, that you can just, like, use. The second movie is all furniture people. It's just all living furniture. It's just Beds like, versus like <laughs> stools. Yeah. Oh. Wait till you see my table. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Oh, yeah. Wow. Tokyo Gore Police. Yeah. 2008. What a wild ride. That was Let me tell you, that crazy. was All right. So nuts. let us get to the Smash Pumpkin rating. Yeah. Um, this will be an interesting one. Uh, Leo, would you like to begin? Oh, God. Um, you know what? I'm going to very confidently say I would give this like, I would give it like a 3.5. 3.5? Yeah, I think so. I had a very, I think it gets points knocked off for some general loose threads. Uh -huh. Um, definitely the weird racism scene. Um, and some writing was, was Maybe not, whatever. But uh, in general, a great wild ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even from someone that's not typically a gore fan, but like this kind of gore I can get behind. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a 2.5. 2.5. For sure. Um, I also enjoyed the the graphics. I think that's, if anything, that is the only reason you should see this movie. Um, yeah. I didn't like the racist scene and, uh, yeah, the story, I think, just didn't make quite sense there. Um, I'm also not a gore fan. I'm going to rate it a little bit lower, but I'm going to wow. rate it a 2.5 solemnly for the graphics. Boy, were those fun. Um... The ch I think the chair is gonna haunt my dreams forever. Absolutely. I think, I think there are gonna be a lot of moments in my life from this point on where I'm gonna force myself. I'm gonna be serving a table, and all I'm gonna think about is that chair. <laughs> and I'm if they ask me if there's any specials, I'm gonna be like a pissing chair. A pissing chair. Yeah, <laughs> that will definitely. Uh, it's marketed for twenty five tonight. <laughs> Elite. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, that is going to haunt my dreams. That'll stick around, for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I think I, I, I had a fun time watching it, for sure. I thought the effects were incredible. Uh, the style was super fun. I like this world that we're set in. Mm -hmm. um, this world built out. Like, they really went for it between not just the gore, but also the costumes of the police mm -hmm. and the police car. Um, it really went for it, for sure, and went for a lot of different things. Um, weak moments, you know, obviously we're, we've talked about the, the points of the scripts. There's some nonsensical and, um, not necessary things that they mm -hmm. put in there. Um, so definitely get docked on that, but I also really, really like this lead actress for sure. She mm -hmm. is from just audition in this movie, really enjoy her performances. Um, and she's got that intensity that you just. She just has it. She's captivating. She really is. Uh, I think I'm also going to give it a 3.5 as well. Wow. This is I think, I think it has everything you you need in this kind of a genre. I don't know. Absolutely. A little it's love a, letter to that genre. It is a wild and crazy ride, and I promise mm. you won't see anything like it. You oh, have, you haven't, true. If you haven't seen yeah. it, you have You've never seen anything Here, like that. Can I add the yes. one IMDb fact? So I did some light research last night, very light, and then I fell asleep. Um, but this movie had two <laughs> facts on IMDb or two trivia pieces, which is like, I don't know. I love when uh, a movie has like nothing in that <laughs> section. Um, but the two things were just that like he got the idea for the brothel scene after like a trip he took. 
That was mm. one fact. That was one trivia fact. Whoa. And then the other was that the film was shot in two weeks. That's Whoa. all you get of this movie. But wow. they filmed that that in two weeks. So that definitely helps the score for me. That's knowing insane. That, like, that is insane. That they, is so much. I mean, it's very, It's I guess it was very sparse, very like, you know, kind of just warehousey type places and a lot of blood and then you're set. Yeah. What else do you need? Yeah. But like <laughs> the, I mean, to make those, the hands and the heads and the. And the, the rigging too that you have to do for all the blood spurts and. Mm-hmm. I mean, and those scenes were shot so, I thought shot really well. Like they, mm-hmm. all, all those scenes seemed so planned out, comic book style. You have a lot of like very interesting tableaus, especially with the uh, fighting scenes. You have to shoot mm-hmm. those very specifically to be able to sell the effect and not reveal it too much. Yeah. So, man, that is wild. Yeah. For mm-hmm. a film shot in two weeks and there's not a single wire visible. No. <laughs> Amazing. That's, that's a bunch Damn. of professionals. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Wow. Yoshihiro. Yeah. Do it, dude. I'm going to look up whatever else he's done. I, yeah. I'd be yeah. very curious. Wow. Cool. So, the Amazing. final the final thing uh, that we do on this podcast is pick our movie for next week. Oh, yeah. So, okay. we got to... Figure it out, and as the guest, oh wow, okay. you get to pick it out. Yes, stick all the way to the bottom, mm. and then we read the log line. Uh, no, first. I'm just <laughs> there's a penis in there. Oh, there's. Oh, I have one. Just we right. read the log line first to try and guess what it is. Yeah, read the description Usually, first. I don't. Don't oh, see just it. the find the last. <laughs> we'll say you. The last little cell here. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. A woman brings her family back to her childhood home, which used to be an orphanage for handicapped children. Mm-hmm. Before long, her son starts to communicate with an invisible new friend. I love this movie. This movie's great. What is it? We are going to watch The Orphanage. The orphanage. Spanish movie. It's a Spanish movie? Mm-hmm. It is great. This is actually, I talked about this on one of our minisodes as one of the first hor- like memorable horror movies that I ever saw. And it, like, straight up disturbed me. It Ooh, really, okay. like, hit me right here. Whoa. Okay. It's a nice little ghost story. Mm, yes. nice. I, don't, I don't think we've had a ghost story. No, I don't think so. In the podcast. Not yet. Yeah. Lovely. First ghost story. The Orphanage. Oh, right. Yay. Cool. Yeah. Thank you again. Leah for Thank coming you. on Thank the you podcast. guys. This has been such a joy. Such a joy. <laughs> such a joy. Fucking incredible. Awesome. Let's get out of here, huh? All right. Well, do you want to... You, you wanna can plug definitely yourself? plug yourself if you want. Any social media tags if you want to... If not, you don't have to. You can... I, I don't know if I have much to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that says it all. Coming soon. We'll yeah. add links, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. That's me. Beautiful. <laughs> well, you can find me on Instagram at CallerMeLeslie. And me at T, and also the Deadlights Pod. Mm-hmm. That is us. Also, check out Playground Social, which is the studio that we are recording this at. Yes. But until next time. <laughs> Let's get, get spooky. Ooh, spooky. So much blood. <laughs> so much blood. <laughs> we'll never forget that chair.